Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. Today, we are talking about three tips that you can use immediately when you're experiencing a faith crisis. I'm going to just go by one by one, okay? And this episode is one that you can just come back to um, whenever you need it. You have like an influx of emotion and when you need to be reminded how to ground yourself, this is a good one to come to. So number one is give yourself a radical level of nonsensical (laughs) self-compassion. That was a lot of words, but radical, right? Means like extreme and nonsensical means it doesn't make sense. So give yourself an extreme level of self-compassion enough, like in a way that doesn't make sense. Okay. Oftentimes when we are brought up in religion, we're not ever really introduced to the idea of self-compassion. We talk about unconditional love, but that unconditional love comes from a savior or God. It doesn't come from ourselves. And when we're trying to anchor ourselves in a storm and we don't even know if we believe in God anymore sometimes, um, or if we believe in the church that taught us about unconditional love, then we still need that love. We need to provide it to ourselves. So it's really important to give yourself self-compassion and to do it on purpose. The number one thing I see that keeps people from growth in coaching is layering on top, layering shame on top of pain, right? So layering self-judgment and self-criticism on top of pain that's already existing, right? We don't need that additional suffering. Um, It actually keeps us really stagnant. So, and I I totally get this. Um, For me, it's really easy to go to self-blame, self-judgment, even like self-bullying and shame spiraling. So I totally get it. And I wish that I had the level of self-compassion that I have now when I was going through my faith crisis because that would have helped so much. And that's why I want to let you guys know about this, right? And it's not something that you don't know, but it's something that we all could use more reminding of. So what I want to offer is that self-compassion is just like any other skill, right? It's something that we have to practice to get good at it. And this is the perfect time to practice because there's so much opportunity, right? This is the perfect time to practice self-compassion because there's so much humanness on the surface of a faith crisis. There's so many opportunities to forgive ourselves and so many emotions that we feel lonely in. It's the perfect time to be there for ourselves. 
So self-compassion includes three elements, and this is coming from the work of Kristen Neff. Um, so you can research more of um, what she has done. She said she taught that there are three different parts to self-compassion. There's self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. Okay. So self-kindness is offering kindness to ourselves, being loving and giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Common humanity is seeing that we're not the only ones who suffer and like imperfection is not unique to us. Um, when we think that we can really isolate ourselves. And then mindfulness is being where we are, doing what we're doing when we're doing it. Um, that's how Tracy Ellis Ross describes it. Um, and so those are the elements that I want to just encourage you to look into and to start practicing, right? The easiest way for me to give myself self-compassion is to simply put my hand on my heart. If you're new to this skill, I would start with that. If you're not familiar with giving yourself self-compassion, um, if you tend to be more go, go, go and aiming for always doing your best and maybe being hard on yourself when you don't, then just start by simply putting your hand on your heart and giving yourself that, like that, um, just reassurance through physical touch. Um, you can also say like, I've got you. That's another great way to give yourself some self-compassion. Okay. So that is skill number one, give yourself a radical level of nonsensical self-compassion. Number two, pour out, talk. <laughs> It can be to a journal, to yourself in the car or in the shower, to a lamppost. You can do it with a friend if you feel safe with that or a life coach or a therapist. Just be, just giving yourself the opportunity to be heard gives you space to work through all of the emotions that you're working through and all of the life changes that you're working through. Okay. Being heard is a common human need. It's just something that we all need. And when we're going through um, such a big change in life and in beliefs, um, pouring out is vital. Um, just a couple tips for pouring out specifically, just a couple ideas to consider are to narrate all of your experiences. Okay. Include the good, the bad, the ugly. Use the word and. Okay. And along with that, letting things contradict. So you could say, I'm so grateful for what I learned in church, and there's so much I'm not okay with at all. You could think, I don't believe in Heavenly Father, but I miss believing in Heavenly Father. So both can be true at the same time, and it's okay for it to contradict. And some good questions to start, like your pouring out session with, whether that's on paper or vocally. Um, to a friend, to a life coach, to a therapist, by yourself, whatever it is. Um, some questions to start with are, what's hurting right now? What's working for me? What's not working for me? What do I wish someone understood? What else? And where can I love myself more right now? Okay. So that is pouring out. Number three is create pleasure oases in your day. Now, the survival part of our brain is wired for pleasure, comfort, and rest. It will get those things no matter what. 
when you're going through so much emotion, you might find yourself scrolling, scrolling more than you want to on social media, maybe spending more time than you want to watching Netflix, maybe eating more treats than you want to, um, over-exercising, over-gossiping, overworking. These are all things that you might do to a level of numbing out. Um, and these are things that give you some pleasure, but may not serve your long-term goals. So notice how your brain is getting pleasure and remind yourself that whatever activity you're using to get pleasure is benign. Um, It's not bad or good. It makes sense that you would want pleasure. Of course, that's just how our brain is wired. And of course, when you're going through something hard, of course, we want to feel better. So what I would offer is to ask yourself intentionally, what sounds nice? Like, what sounds nice to do for myself right now? What sounds nice? What sounds delightful? What sounds fun? So these questions can help kind of pull out ways that you could include pleasure in your day that do serve you and do serve your long-term goals and the person you want to be. So these could be things like just sitting out on the grass, watching that movie that you wanted to see, going on a walk, doing a puzzle, phoning a friend and just listening to them talk about them, forgetting about your faith crisis or transition for a minute, right? So it could even be the same activity that you've been doing mindlessly to numb out, like scrolling social media, watching some reels. And if you do it more present and more mindful, you might get more pleasure from it and it might actually be more enjoyable. So now, of course, this is not all or nothing. Sometimes we want to numb out and that can actually be a healthy response to trauma. Sometimes when there's too much too soon, our body automatically kind of like holds that energy for later and that's totally normal and fine. So just take inventory and if you can give yourself more intentional pleasure oases in your day to break up all the grief processing that happens, do it. Okay, my friends. So those are your quick tips for if you're going through a faith crisis right now. Again, they are give yourself a radical level of nonsensical self-compassion, pour out and create pleasure oases in your day. Okay, I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at Coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay, bye for now. Bye.